want you to kill every golfer on the course. Check me if I'm wrong, Sandy, but if I kill all the golfers, they're gonna lock me up and throw away the key. Golfers! You're Greek, not golfers! The little brown furry rodents! We can do that. Aye. We don't even have to have a reason. Do it, man! All right, let's do the same thing, but with gophers. Hush! It's not my fault nobody can understand what you're saying. Shut up and three bit more popcorn! Shut up and three bit more popcorn! Waka waka, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Shut Up and Refill My Popcorn. It's your boy Nicho back at it again. This time to talk to you about Caddyshack 2. God damn, this motherfucker was. Uh, it was it was a journey to be uh, to be truthful, uh, but like always, we'll get into it after a word from our sponsors. Gentlemen, my name is Henry. I'm a professional big, big Sasquatch hunter. That's right. They're real. Do you have a problem in your backyard? Come to Matt Nepal. Don't believe me? Here's a word from a satisfied customer. Yeah, I hired Henry to hunt this Bigfoot that was out in my property. Uh, after I got arrested for shooting at it and injuring the neighbor's son. He, he's 45. That old, that some bitch needs to get his ass out of his mama's basement. But, uh, I think I should have called, used my one call for a good attorney and not by hiring Henry to hunt this Sasquatch because, uh, I've been locked up for 40 years. Maybe that wasn't the best person to ask for a referral. Anyways, remember the name Henry. Henry the Bigfoot Hunter. That's me. Reach me at 555. 2436. Two. Now, if you enjoyed the first one, as a lot of people have through the years, you're in for a rude awakening for part two. <laughs> part two does not have anybody from the original cast except for Chevy Chase. And it almost seems like a sad shill of the character. I mean, obviously the character really didn't give a shit in the first movie. And he doesn't really give a shit in this movie either. This movie is almost like a carbon copy of the first one, but like super, super. It's like the go-go bots of Caddyshack. It's not even. It shouldn't even be considered a fucking sequel. Like you don't have Bill Murray's character. You have a carbon copy played by Dan Aykroyd. And see, the thing about it is these actors, the the cast is decent. I mean, you got the dude from Weekend at Bernie's. You got. The girl who plays the mom in the stupids. You've got... uh, Oh, you got Robert Stack. Come on, man. Unsolved Mysteries. Maybe you can solve a mystery. 
And the mystery is, why does this movie suck so fucking bad? Uh, it's got the the chick from Night Court, the black chick. She's always funny. Um, I mean, I don't even think. I mean, it's so bad that Harold Ramis, Chevy Chase, Dan Aykroyd, they all disown this movie. And, I mean, and when has there ever really been a decent sequel to a comedy uh classic i wouldn't say classic but like a, a like perfect example dumb and dumber awesome movie the sequels suck joe dirt funny as fuck what the hell is joe dirt too um what is the oh there was another one that was on the tip of my tongue oh man ace ventura is probably the probably the Maybe one franchise that has a sequel that's just as good as the original. I mean, it's funny. Um, but especially like if you have a comedy and then you wait more than five years to pop out a sequel. I mean, Van Wilder 2, The Rise of Tosh, isn't really that... I mean, it's funny, but it's, it doesn't have... They don't hold the same candle the original one does. You know what I mean? You know what I'm getting at? And this one, I mean... Like I said, it's like a carbon copy of the first one. You got the uppity piece of shit, uh, I guess bad guy, you know. And then you got the funny, comedic, you know, lovable goof. Um, I think the one diff take I have between the two movies is that the original movie wasn't really about, like, the specific, like headliner i don't know if I mean, that's the best way to describe it like you think of caddyshack you think of ronnie dangerfield bill murray chevy chase you don't think about the actual protagonist you know danny played by oh what the hell he was on uh roseanne but the actual caddy you know he's the one that's trying to basically get somewhere or you know try to achieve something and everybody all the other players are just like comic relief but like since they are the name like they are the you know celebrity with the status with like Rodney Dangerfield love him to death in a lot of his movies especially Caddyshack he's so fucking funny but he's not the main character I don't know why but I guess they decided maybe we should make that type of character be the main focus of the second one or whatever. Um, yeah. Uh, they didn't really get into too much with caddies in this one. They just made it more about, you know, this this guy who's trying to help his daughter get in. He's trying to be accepted. But at the same time, they had that subplot of like, oh, I'm a, a cub. You know, trying to build these housings and these, these, uh, like I was gonna say condominiums, that's the other guy. But, you know, he's trying to get, he's trying to build, and the whole story of they've already butted heads because, oh, my wife is head of the historical, uh, whatever society. It's, it's all over the place. Um, Randy Quaid is, or is it Randy or is it Dennis? Cousin Eddie from fucking Vacation. That dude. The Quaid. The crazy Quaid. Not the fucking one that married Meg Ryan. He's in this one. He plays a crazy ass lawyer. Like, I mean a crazy ass fucking lawyer. He 
I don't know if it's because him and Chevy were in vacation or what, but he's in this movie doing that character. Dan Aykroyd. Um, I'm just going to iterate. I have no clue why they didn't include or any of the original cast didn't get in there for the sequel. I know Ronnie Dangerfield probably he wanted to get a sequel going and I've been seeing some random stuff. Here's a rundown of what the majority I've seen of why people think it sucks. Uh, completely unnecessary, especially since the first film did not have a sequel bait ending, which that means like, oh, like at the end of Batman Returns, you see the Catwoman rise up. And so, oh, she might come back. I mean, that's a bad example. But you, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there wasn't something that's like, oh, OK, well, maybe the next movie is going to be. It just it caps it at the end of the first movie. So it's, the uh, another thing is, like, like I said, the characters are like cardboard cutouts. Like you got Captain Tom Everett, which is the name that the character I was trying to get. Dan Aykroyd's character, who is obviously a knockoff of Bill Murray's character. Um, then you have Chandler Young, who is played by Robert Stack, who is obviously the copy of Judge Smalls, Smells, whatever the fuck his name is, Ted Knight. Um, and then, like, of course, Jackie Mason plays Jack Hartooney, Hart- Hartonen, and he's Rodney Dangerfield's counterpart and all that stuff. Um, they had a lot of product placement. I don't to say a lot, but they had some product placement with Miller Beer. I mean, I know, um, what's his name? Quaid was drinking a beer when he was playing, uh, he was playing a round of wacky golf. See, in the movie... Jackie, I mean, let's just get into it because I'm, I'm comparing the two and I really don't want to make this any longer than it fucking has to be. And I know y'all don't want to listen to this bullshit either. So fucking Jack Mason, who plays, I can't even say his fucking name, but we'll call him Jack. He, his daughter is hanging out with the Richie Rich kids, um, Chandler Young's kids or whatever. She wants to be accepted by them. So she wants her dad. I mean, to join this country club, which is the same, you know, Bush, Bush Weed, Bush Park, whatever, the same, you know, the main place, the main area. He's trying to get in with them. He starts dating, I guess, Chandler Young's cousin. I don't know, she's, uh, the fuck, she's played by, but she's, she's, uh, I guess, the love interest or whatever for him. He basically he just runs amok. Think of how everybody treated Ronnie Dangerfield in the first movie, like in that scene where they're having dinner and just like, oh, oh, like everybody's just. But that's like the main focus of part two. And so the daughter is just embarrassed by him. He's trying to make peace so he can finish making his uh, housing projects, whatever. And that's just this whole movie. And it's the back and forth with. You know, he's being embarrassed by on the, by Robert Stack's character. And then ultimately he gets his revenge by purchasing them. They have like this little auction where they basically sl- uh, sell these richy rich folks to like, oh, ha, ha, you, you're, they say slave. You know, that's basically what they're like, oh, hey, you hired me, put they let him do chores around the house and hey, take a picture, take him out to you, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's a fun thing to raise money, blah, blah, blah. He fucking buys them 
all of them spends like eleven thousand some eleven thousand bucks and has them working on his construction site. That is probably the only decent thing to see is like these uppity up fuckers get you know a taste of you know of labor basically just a taste of medicine but it ultimately bites them in the ass uh because they have a secret meeting in the spa i guess that's where you have your fucking meetings when you're in a country club and um they all decide, oi, you know somebody but with codes and who can take away their per- building permits. You know who their suppliers are. Get with them. Cut them off. You know, basically cuts them, cuts their leg, his legs out from under him. And he is so pissed. And apparently uh, Chevy Chase's character, uh, Ty Webb, owns a majority of the stock in the country club. So he ultimately goes to Chevy Chase, says, I want to buy your stock. I want to buy all your shares in this country club. I want to own this place. And he ultimately does. And like I said, Chevy Chase in this movie is just like, it's almost like sad. Like his character in the first one, I mean, it's the same character, just almost 10 years apart, basically. Uh, it was funny in the first one. Like, okay, yeah, you don't give a fuck. Yeah, he, he says it like he is. He says it like it is. He doesn't hold back. He tells you the truth, you know, unapologetic. This one is just like, you see the gray in his hair. You know, he he had. There's a scene where he's in the bar. He's just. I don't know if he does it on purpose, but like these girls were checking him out. He's not. He's like, yeah, hey, what's up? So he sits with them, and one by one, he discuss them to where they get up and leave and there's this one chick who stays he thinks oh she's okay he ultimately pisses her off and he don't care he don't give a fuck but i mean he doesn't have really a big role in this movie other than in the beginning he shows jack around introduces him to people and then he goes on like okay whatever (laughs) and then he shows up again uh to, to ultimately you know, I mean, like in the first movie, we're gonna have the we're gonna have a golf off. We're gonna have a we're gonna play have a match and winner take all kind of deal. Um, this one, of course, is the whole um, you know, I got if I win, I you know, you I join your club and if you and and I build my buildings where the fuck I want to build them, my apartments, whatever. If you win, I leave. You get your share. You know, you get my shares or whatever. End of story. But of course, it's never. It's Caddyshack, man. So they gotta have be. It's funny. It's silly, goofy, kind of shit. I mean, of course, you got the Gopher, who's a little bit more cleaned, I guess. A little bit more, I guess, lookable. I mean, he ultimately goes and lives in Texas now and owns a chain of gas stations. So I mean. It's whatever. Oh, wait, no, wait, that's Bucky. My bad. He's a beaver. Either way. Fucking rodents. Nonetheless, this fucking movie. Oh, my God. The only good thing about watching these two movies is I got to see Caddyshack again. And I got to appreciate. I mean, I was laughing. It was so funny. And. You see, I watched this one, and I laughed at a couple of things, but it wasn't the same. And I'm not trying to, and of course, I'm shitting on it, but I'm, it wasn't the same. It wasn't at the same caliber. I was just like, oh, okay, oh, that's funny. 
when Robert Stack ultimately goes to Dan Aykroyd's character, he basically hires Dan Aykroyd to kill Jack Mason. And then Jack Mason is the person, the actor or whatever. But I can't say the dude's last name. Hardwit, Hardhorn, whatever. So he ultimately hires Dan Aykroyd to kill his his nemesis, basically. And it's like, oh, my God, he, that's fucked up. And then that whole scene, he's making him like a, a, a chili burrito there's people behind. I mean, he's in a fucking Rolls Royce in the hood, and the Van Aykroyd's in like a food truck, and he drives off. And the next thing you know, you see the fucking car missing all the wheels. The motherfucker got jacked. I don't know why they fucking took his wheels, and they could have fucking taken like fenders and bumpers and whatever. You know what I mean? Strip that motherfucker for everything it's worth. Um. Yeah, man, like Robert Stack is in this one. I mean, he was funny in Airplane, and he's not—he doesn't—he's not even a comedic actor. I don't think. I mean, he's—I recognize him from fucking Unsolved Mysteries, like you know, like a majority of people would. Um. So yeah, let me see. Let me bring up that whatever their bad qualities. Uh, right here it says the film is more like a cartoon than a straight-up comedy. That kind of makes sense. Um, with scenes that involve cartoonish sound effects, like when the golf ball gets hit and it sounds like a missile, and then the visuals like the golf ball leaving the colored smoke trail while going airborne after getting hit by a club. I seen. I think I saw. I think the only air shit I saw was when the dude was going down the slide and his ass was burning. Oh, and that was another thing. Uh, since Jack's character owns the club now, he turned it into like a. Like almost like how a like an amusement park, and like he had all this wacky like mini golf shit around, caris you know Ferris wheels, carousels, whatever merry go rounds. Um, yeah, the the pool had all this badass like slides and shit. There was there was no uh, baby Ruth in the pool. I'll say that. Which after watching that scene in the first movie again, it was like so fucking hilarious. Um. Some of the things right here says redeeming qualities. Uh, one of them is that Harold Ramis disowned this film in March 1999 in a March 1999 interview with AV Club. Uh, he did write it, or he didn't write all of it. He wrote some of it, from what I understand. Uh, but I mean, it's something he didn't want to really put his, uh, you know. He didn't really want to put his, uh, like, I'm, hey, here you go. I mean, Hal Ramis was fucking amazing. I mean, Stripes, Ghostbusters, of course. And then uh, Caddyshack. This was, actually, Caddyshack 1 was his first directorial debut, I guess. It was his first movie he directed. Uh, another redeeming quality, Chevy. Like I said, Chevy Chase, the late Robert Stack, and Dan Aykroyd all regret starring in this film. Uh, the soundtrack is decent, especially the song Nobody's Fool by Kenny Loggins, which hit number eight on the Billboard Hot 100 charts in 1988. Uh, if you want to check what I'm reading, yeah, I just go to awfulmovieswiki.org or just Google Awful Movies Wiki. I've been to this site a couple of times, but... Not in this where I have to read off the motherfucker to add some content to this fucking episode. Um, yeah, so again, 
Harold Ramis wanted his name taken off of the credits. However, Warner Brothers said that if he took his name off of it, it would hurt the film. Yeah, I think he should have took his fucking name off the goddamn fucking credits. Um, even though Ramis, even though Ramis' name is on the script, he did not really write the script. He wrote some of it, like I said. And that's that, and that's this. Oh my god! I mean, I know there's a lot of meat left on the bone to say the least on this movie. Um. As some of the movies I've seen, I've seen, oh yeah, it's watchable, it's, it's entertaining. Yeah, maybe. I like the, f- compared to the first one, just watch the first one. If you really want my opinion, just watch the first one and just leave it at that. At least the first one, there was like different, I mean, you got the wackiness with Rodney Dangerfield, the silliness with Bill Murray, hunting the gopher, and you had the story of the actual caddy, the actual person who... You know, was trying to, in a way, Brown knows his Brown knows his way into getting uh, his scholarship, trying to get into college. You know, and the story of him ultimately one having a pregnancy scare with his girlfriend, two banging the <laughs> the the Richie Rich's niece, which I even asked my girl when we watched this: Is that was it? Didn't she just bang? Chip? I mean, I know the whole she's the whore in the movie. They they make oh she's been around she's she's you know she she lets everybody have a turn. We see it. She banged Chevy Chase and then she banged the kid. And we'd say he was a kid, but you get where I'm going. Um, this movie didn't really have a rated R rating like the first one, but yeah, I mean, there's really nothing left to say about this shit other than. Wow. Uh, like I said, I'm trying to get into different movies, <laughs> different sequels. But um, if they're, I don't know, would you, would you want to see like a Caddyshack prequel or something? Or another kind of an animated one? I don't even know. What it, just, I don't know. Like, like the fucking website said, you know, just leave it alone. The first movie didn't have, you know, a sequel bait ending. Just. Leave it alone. You know, just like you should have left Joe Dirt alone and Dumb and Dumber. Hell, Dumb and Dumber had two sequels, and one of them didn't even have the original cast. Almost like this. I mean, shit. Um, I'm just shaking my head. If y'all could, if the office had a, if I had a fucking video of me recording this shit, one, you'd see my socks are dirty as fuck, and two, you see, I'm shaking my head this whole fucking time. And three, you probably see my little girl running around with a frozen bouncy ball hitting up underneath the crib and everything. I don't even know where the fuck I'm going with this. I'm done. I'm fucking done. I'm I'm, I'm done with the episode. I'm not done with the podcast. I mean, I'm, I'm, I was this close to shutting it down completely. Or not even doing one for next, like at least a month. But, you know what I mean? It's just... Wow. Like, I don't know if I, if I just watched the second one, I'm glad I watched the first one when then I watched the second one only because of that whole, I got to gauge them. I got have to, you know, how compared to the first one, how bad is the second one? And it's fucking silly, goofy compared to the first one. At least the first one you had tits or something. This one, you didn't even got a fucking pantyhose 
scene or nothing. It's like, wow. Like, I heard the second one sucked. Like, the same level of people have shit on the third Godfather, you know, compared to the the previous. They weren't good. Yeah. But that's the gimmick here, right? That's what this show is about. This show is about talking about the shitty installment in a franchise, whether it's a two-movie franchise or fucking nine with like Fast and Furious. Hell, I should have waited till the this fucking one that's coming out this year before I did a Fast and Furious episode. In some of these episodes, I'm like, maybe I should have done gone with my second choice. Um, but that's sad, and that's this is it. Whatever, I'm done. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for the outro. Hi. Do you like ghosts, goblins, being scared, vampires, mummies, Frankensteins, and all kinds of oogly-boogly things that make your skin crawl and make you kind of feel like there's something under my bed? Well, come down to Caleb's House of Horrors. It's a year-long haunted house where we will scare you, feed you, and have a laugh or two, but mainly scare you because, hey, there's something under your bed. <laughs> Please come to my haunted house. I really, really, I'm, I'm really lonely. I need, I need people. I need business. Okay, bye. Well, that's it, guys. That is the episode. Again, I want to thank you for listening. Thank you for checking out this podcast. Please go and check out some of the older episodes give me some criticism creative criticism on my twitter account at shut up popcorn on twitter head up that link tree i have all my links for the feeds and social medias all that jazz um i think the next one i want to do it's a toss-up like i said i want to continue diversifying these episodes i don't want it just to be all action, action 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 comedy comedy you know so I'm thinking about doing Critters 4 as the next episode. Um, it's going to be kind of hard because I don't see it on any streaming sites yet. But with, if there's a will, there's a way. I'll find it. And if not, the next episode will be Mission Impossible 2. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's that. This is it. I'm going to sign off with a new classic sign off again if you ain't laughing you ain't living baby nanu nanu peace